up everybody welcome to all access i'm your host trenton warsham and if you haven't figured it out today we have craig owens on the show we played some clips from his bands bad channels jugs and chiotos we're gonna get into a lot of that follow us on soundlink magazine at soundlinkmagazine.com on facebook and twitter and instagram at soundlink mag um, you're in the studio right now and so what are you working on now you know you put out bad the bad channels ep a couple years ago and some singles since then so what is it that you are in the studio cooking up for us this time well, this uh, today I am producing a band from Michigan called the Amber Tide. Okay. Um, they kind of sound like like it's kind of like mineral, promising, crystal front drive, kind of old school emo stuff. Yeah. Um, it's really cool. It's really cool. Even like Texas is losing moments. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, with with that and stuff like how you know. You're pretty much doing your own thing now with, with bad channels and then producing and stuff. So where were you like finding the the time to be you know a creative as in an artist versus you know along with creative as in guiding other artists and producing their music as well? Like where where do you find the balance in doing both of those things? That's it. I mean, the balance. You you found the word. I think we all kind of look for balance uh, in everything we do. You know, um, just humans. But um, the producing. I've been doing pretty aggressively um, for the past like year and a half and about six months ago, something like that, I kind of switched the balance back over to being an artist again. So now I'm just in the studio randomly working with bands and other artists and helping them kind of achieve their, you know, visions sonically. Um, so it, it isn't, it isn't as difficult to manage, but, um, neither of them have aggressively grown in a way that would be demanding beyond my current workload. Yeah. So do you find it a challenge maybe, you know, being an artist yourself to, I guess, pull back, pull back the reins a little bit as a producer and, you know, let bands, I guess, do what they want to do while offering guidance. Whereas, you know, you're, you're doing your own music. You can just do, do whatever you want, you know, basically. So do you, do you find yourself pulling back the reins a little bit, trying to not be too much of, I guess, telling them what to write and what to do or anything? I think that that is something you have to know as a producer when to speak and what battles to get involved in. Um, but ultimately, just the destruction of ego for what's best for the song in general, um, in both cases, I think is always necessary when you're committing yourself to a full vision. Um my production, just like my songwriting, is kind of, I feel like songs kind of tell you what they want, and it's just whether or not you can, you know, achieve it and or listen to the call when it heats. Okay, so are you very selective with 
the artists you work with, or is it you know pretty much anybody that hits you up and that you know the demos are decent, the band has talent, you'll work with them, or is there like you know some guidelines or checklists that that bands have to I guess meet for for, for you to like go in and take your time and and work with them and everything. No, as long as they're willing, open-minded, and cool, I'm not too pretentious about who I get in with. I think everybody can learn, and everybody starts at different points. So I'm not selective in the way that if I don't like the music, I won't be involved in it, or if it doesn't like speak to me, or if I don't think that their talent level is quite there. Um, I'm a very forward kind of person in the studio, too. Um, because a lot of these people, you know, have dedicated their lives to being in bands. Um, and the last thing I want to do is fill them with empty, you know, uh, preconceptions or, you know, lead them on in any way. So I try to be as direct and as honest without being destructive, you know, as possible. Um, I feel like you can teach um, someone and lead them on the right path, though, no matter where it is that they are in their, you know, musical career. Yeah. Um, how receptive are people to that? Some some people may take it harder than others to to criticism and you know just being honest about how the industry is and what is probably really going to happen with their music and stuff. Like, what what's the, what's kind of response when you're when you're talking to bands about this kinds of stuff being direct like that? Sometimes it's difficult, and you have to. I mean. People teach you how to treat them pretty quick, I find. So I'm usually pretty quiet and sensitive, just like initially as a person anyways. And I kind of am standoffish with someone until um, I kind of get to know them a little more. So I usually spend the first day kind of just quietly listening. Um, and then when I get more comfortable and I understand the personalities, I kind of communicate a little more. Um, every once in a while, they're like, um, obviously like disagreements. I think that's necessary sometimes for like the moving forward of it. Um, but I definitely avoid all confrontation because there's nothing worse than being in a room with all the air sucked out and trying to do something that you love. It's, yeah. it's just, uh, it's not conducive. Yeah. So yeah, um, working on your own stuff as well with that, along with these other bands and everything. It you, it wasn't necessarily secret you're doing it. Like you had pro, you know, you had like orders going, you know, pre-orders going up or merch online to buy for bad channels, and it's obviously anybody can find the record anywhere online and stuff. So, but you know, just recently this month, you know, we got our website got the press release for for it and stuff. You know, sort of, you know, talking about it, making it public and stuff. So what took you know almost two years later to. I guess finally put out a, a you know I guess a, a proper release a proper press release on this to get the word out there. Well, the initial EP that was released was a bit more of like an experimentation of the genre and the sonic landscape around it, and um, I guess just the rhythmic um, uh, part of the vocals. So I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, just the discovery of it. So the first, the first release being kind of a compilation of demos almost that kind of all fit together somehow and released them. Um, it kind of gave me the freedom and the time um, to just spend the last, you know, year and a half just really focused on a couple things, you know, my life um, and detaching 
from any sort of self-parading, any sort of, you know, meandering with music, things like that. And I also had to really focus on the musicality and build the sound design. Um, I think a lot of people hear bad channels and they, they picture, you know, like um, at least initially when that first EP came out, they kind of pictured me singing over a beat that someone made, but I'm much more hands-on than that. Um, and I've spent the last year and a half more working on my, like I said, the musicality, playing a lot of piano, working uh, a lot, you know, in, in different production situations, just kind of evolving the actual sound design itself. Okay. Yeah, like the first, I absolutely love that EP and stuff. It was I think it was my it was one of my favorite EPs that came out that year. And you know, I'm I'm into that stuff, you know, like some of the newer acts even like Chase Atlantic, you know, bands like that who are coming up with with that style and something some uh, you know, I heard a lot of, you know, sort of, you know, mainstream R&B stuff on it. I heard a lot of, you know, influence from a band like The Neighborhood. I don't know if they were a direct influence on that, but there's a lot of those elements on there I, I heard. So what are the influences you're drawing from to create this stuff and how have you taken that to create your own sound design for, for the newer stuff and everything? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's difficult because I think that while I am proud of the EP, very, very proud of it. I, I do know that there was room for growth and more so the individuality and doing something different. Um, I didn't want to just recreate what other people were doing. I wanted to find my own version of it, and that just took a little bit longer. And I think that that's kind of like the main focus now of it. I went and I really immersed myself into a lot of neoclassical music, a lot of avant-garde, a lot of um, just the sound design stuff itself. Um, And I think that there's there's kind of a really cool um, transcendence with that in the genre that I was originally, you know, kind of going with um, that can kind of add this depth to it. So um, I would, I mean, my influences on this are so wide. It's really difficult to pinpoint one, Um, you know, it's not just kind of be pigeonholed into people thinking that that's what it is, but a lot of it is like the movements of classical music uh, behind it. Um, with some of the more modern um, structured um, sonics, specifically guiding those melodies. And then over top of it, sometimes I'll do a more ethereal emotive delivery, um, and sometimes I'll do a more direct. Um, And that's kind of, I guess, the, you know, the bad channels kind of thing. It's it's very, it's it's eclectic, um, just like most of my music is. you know, if you listen to any of my other projects, no two songs kind of sound the same. Um, and I think that's just continuing on, you know, as I continue to move forward. Yeah. Um, very few guys, you know, obviously a lot of people know you from your, your older bands and stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of guys, you know, it, it's very rare that, you know, you know, someone like you or some of the other guys who, who are big names who came out of the scene or whatever have very distinguishable voices that you can pick out from anything. But yet, no matter what they do, no matter what genre they, they create in, their voice is always there. You know, it's always has, it's always true to themselves and the way it flows and everything. So when you're making these songs, are you building the music around your voice and what you do with your voice? Or are you making the music and, you know, you're adapting your voice to fit what you're creating? It's a little bit of both. Uh, there's no, you know, like right or wrong way to do it. <laughs> However, it gets done, I guess. 
Um, a lot of the time now I'm spending so much time on the music side of things and, you know, because I'm a multi-instrumentalist as well. So, and I've really put a lot of time into the piano the last year and a half. And, um, I think that building that kind of excites me in a way that, um, is necessary for me to enjoy continuing to, to make music. Uh, It's almost like a purpose within it. Um, and, so a lot of the time now I'll focus on that and then think of the message on top of that separate. Um, so a lot of the, the newer stuff that I've been writing is more write the music for it and then come back with a direct voice over top. Okay. And where do you get the lyrical content from? And because like, to me, to me, like I'm not a musician per se. Like, so when people write lyrics and stuff, I don't know, you know, certain ones I guess fit better, different genres better than others. And so, do you have to adjust your lyric style, your, your writing your lyric style to fit more of a, I guess, a poppier or electronic-driven track, rather with like something like, you know, Chiodos, you can, you know, put like, you know, different types of stuff in there that you may not find in like a traditional like pop song or whatever. So lyrically and stuff like that, how have you adjusted in that way and how do you readjust how you're writing about topics that you're talking about and stuff with this stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, initially, I... Um, had a little bit more of a difficult time adjusting. Um, you know, when um, I sat down to do it, it was a bit more directed on certain niches um, of life and focused on those that are applicable to that genre. But as I've continued to grow, I've found that um, I have more responsibility as an artist than that um, to communicate honest feelings and the last thing I want to do is get on stage and sing something that I don't mean um, or that you know just isn't true to me it just will come across that way and it's just not like what's the point if I'm not finding release or therapy within it so um, originally yes that was very difficult Um, I had written with Dr. Dre quite a bit leading up to those demos so that did help um quite a lot but um since then i've been able to take those things and apply them in a different way to kind of evolve my message to a bit more direct a bit more uh introspective a bit more um intelligently communicated um because the last thing i want to do is um you know switch up and just like write pop songs yeah. <laughs> that just doesn't sound fun to me you know so yeah. uh, the message is very important and that's something that um i think as i continue to release music will unfold and I'm, I'm i'm excited about it i'm excited to share with people this evolution of who i am and lyrically kind of explaining it to them yeah and what, what's the message there what like what's the i guess overall message you're trying to push with with this stuff Yeah, I don't really think that there's one specific message. Um, You know, life just kind of doesn't work that way. I could, I I don't know if like I have one thing and I just ingrain that and repeat that over and over. Um, A lot of the time, I'll just write to cope. Um, Cope with, um, you know, everyday feelings that everybody has, isolation, anxiety, um, you know, not feeling like you're good enough. Um, things like that. So it definitely is emo in that way, you know, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, but it is, it's really introspective and it's, um, 
and it, it just communicates some really honest, raw feelings that I no longer have to sensationalize um, to crowd please. And that's kind of the f- most freeing part of this whole thing, to be honest. Okay. And you mentioned Dr. Dre earlier. I've heard that you say something about him in another interview, uh, maybe last year or something. And that kind of goes into another thing I wanted to ask you is that doing this style, it, it there's several guys who have come from this genre or are in it now or the you know post-hardcore genre or whatever that have done the side project thing, but they reach a certain threshold where they don't break through into anything else unless you're like Post Malone and you're just doing that stuff in high school and then you just did that stuff later in adult life. So... Are, are you trying to make any moves to, to get to that next level, or are you just trying to, you know, just happy staying in the indie scene or the DIY mood with it, with your, I guess, your core fan base and the anybody else who would want to listen? To be honest, I really don't think about that stuff as much anymore. Um, that kind of comes with the crowd-pleasing. If I start thinking about that, then I'll write songs differently, and I'll start, you know... Um, meandering away from what it is that feels right so right now i am more focused on kind of rediscovering my muse for lack of a better phrase um you know it's it's more about getting in touch with myself feeling like i I just want to make music that i'm proud of to be like completely honest i i would eventually i mean my long-term goals with this are I would eventually love to do soundtracks. I would eventually love to do things like that. Um, so it's it's more for personal release, I guess, okay. and making music with you know purpose. And um, I'm just completely inspired to make this. Um, and that you know the the success and the industry part um, kind of is what turn me off from everything initially yeah um and um it just felt like poison to me so now i feel much more free um and i'm you know just making music that's uh, you know representing uh, or representing my life okay yeah on spotify i saw that you did put out a track this year um the name i can't remember the name of it i looked it up today and stuff but it had a very you know, like that very, you know, dreamy, spacey. It had like a, it was different, you know, it had a different vibe and sound to it. And talking mm-hmm. about the whole introspective lyrics and stuff, not not to, I guess, get, you know, spiritual with it, but like, are, are, are you like, I guess, you know, meditating or doing anything like that? You know, some, I guess, some Buddhism type of meditation type things, because it sounds very much along that lines with, with how you're approaching this is a very introspective, a very like oneness freeing type of type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I try not to preach or, like, push this too much because I understand how narrative has such control, you oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, like I, I'm, since 2012, since, since I mean, I, I don't know, over five years ago probably, um, I've become very spiritual, um, that doesn't mean like I'm just like preaching like oh, yeah. the, like any word or anything like that, you know. Like it's 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 definitely just my own interpretation of life and experiences. But yeah, that, I mean that's that's pretty much it. Um, I am, yeah, communicating uh, kind of a, a spiritual energy, for lack of a better word. I a lot of the usual yeah. stuff is. It's so naturally 
you know, kind of that. Um, okay. So yeah. Okay. So with, with the... without going into like crazy specifics, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a religious person, and I definitely spend a lot of time with my Bible, and I spend a lot of time doing that stuff. That doesn't mean I'm a choir boy or anything, but oh, yeah. you know, like I. I definitely work every single day to make sense of the life that I've been given. Okay. That, that's awesome. Yeah. And with all of that and you're creating new stuff and everything, when, when are you looking to push out, I guess, a new EP or some more, more singles or anything from this to, I guess, showcase what you have been doing the past, the past couple of years and everything and, and the way you yeah, want, I, the way you want to show it and stuff. Of course. Yeah. I, I think that I've got, single that I really want to share that is exactly what we're talking about um, I'm not exactly sure how I want to roll it out yet I get so stunned because I start thinking about industry and then it hurts my creativity and then I just don't have as much fun um, but I um, am probably going to be releasing singles uh, just throughout the next few months and just kind of see where this road leads me um, as far as releases go. Uh, musically, I make so much music all the time. Um, I mean, I'm probably doing, I would say in December alone, I did maybe like five to 10 features with, you know, other artists that, you know, other producers, and we just send stuff back and forth. Um, and probably have written 20 songs since the summer. Oh, wow. Um, so there's a lot of material that I have and I'm sitting on, and I just want to release it in a way that kind of makes sense. You know, it could be very difficult and confusing, and um, I think people already get really confused about my, my you know, my um, catalog. So I just want to make sure that it rolls out in a way that, you know, my core fan base feels like they can understand, and the last thing I want them to feel is alienated or um, unwelcome. Okay. Yeah, so, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, all right, sweet. <laughs> I thought I lost you for a second. Um, yeah, so... Do you do you miss do you miss I guess the the old way though? Yeah, um, you're you're producing bands and stuff, but you're doing the solo. Do you miss you know working with other musicians in a band and I guess being on tour like that, or are you or are you just like nope? You know that was a fun time while it, while it lasted, and I'm just completely happy. Or do you, is there anything about that that old life that you that you miss being a solo artist now? Well. I have been working with my friend Trent a lot on this. And like I said, I work with a lot of like that channels is very collaborative. It's definitely not like just all me thinking that everything I do is great or anything like that. <laughs> it's, it's, um, I take inspiration from friends. They help me with, you know, progressions or sounds, things like that, or they'll send me, you know, uh, kick in a bass pattern and then I'll throw a bunch of instruments on top, you know, some synths or some hi-hats, whatever it is. And then I'll do some freeform vocals and then I'll write an actual song over top of it. Okay. Um, that's usually kind of how it is. Um, as far as missing things, I mean, sure. I, I, um, I cherish every single thing I've been a part of. I'm very proud of all the music I've been a part of. I'm very proud of the people that I've been, you know, uh, you know, involved with, um, you know, in, in terms of like my, my, my core bands. Um, so the camaraderie 
in the Brotherhood every once in a while. I miss it. But I think that that's kind of just part of getting older is being able to release those things, letting them live, having a really optimistic um, point of view towards the future while remaining completely grateful and thankful for all the opportunities that led to this point. All right. That's awesome, dude. Um, any any shows coming up or any tours you want to talk about real quick before we let you get up, get back to work down there? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be doing like some events coming up, um, just kind of getting out there again. Um, I get a little nervous doing it now. <laughs> like It's funny because I come across very confident on stage, but I'm actually a very shy, nervous person uh, behind the d- scenes. Yeah. So <laughs> um, I'm trying to like break that and kind of get a little more comfortable. Um, and then as things continue to progress, I will be, um, yeah, doing a lot more shows and things like that. I'd really like it to be focused on the experience and the musicality of everything and really not so much on the energy and like the self parading, um, just a little more of, uh, the art itself and the celebration of the song you know, is what I'm really excited to get out there and kind of communicate to everybody. Yeah, so another another question that just came to me listening to that. How yeah. would, um, during a live show and stuff, you know, you said you're multi, multi-instrumentalist and so you're making all this stuff. You know, should you go on a tour or do, you know, like some, some shows, immersive shows, you know, with a lot, you know, however you want to set it up. Like, how would you, you know, create the musical experience without using, I guess, a lot of backing tracks or whatever. So would you, you know, have a team, uh, you know, sort of like a small band up there playing the stuff with you, or would you like find a way to do it all by yourself? <laughs> however that may be. Yeah, I'll definitely have people with me. I don't necessarily think it'll be a band. I'm really in love with um, a lot of like electronic sounds while I enjoy um, organic tones. I think that, there's been this massive fascination that kind of engulfed me about a year ago with the combination of organic and electronic sounds. Uh, cause that's just kind of what I hear in my head. Um, so I would really love to continue working with stringed instruments, um, violins, uh, classical instruments like that. Um, I wouldn't mind having some clean guitars, um, Uh, But a lot of it is going to be synth and electronic driven. Um, And I think I'll probably, I still haven't gotten like, like I can play and sing. Like I've I've done a bunch of, you know, solo stuff and and all of that, but it's not like my biggest strength. So a lot of it will probably be um, simple instrumentation on stage so I can communicate the message a bit more direct to the audience. Um, while having friends, uh, you know, set up through like an Ableton Live set up or something like that. Um, but yeah, so I guess random hardware, random, you know, synths and keyboards and things like that. Um, and, but, but I don't, yeah, I, I'm not exactly sure. I feel like it's going to be different almost every tour I do, just dependent on the songs that I'm trying to communicate. Yeah, if guess, that makes any sense. Yeah, I guess, I'm open to it. You know. Yeah, I guess it goes with a uh, venue size and room size too. Like, what do you what what space is there? What kind of tour you're trying to do? Like big bigger rooms or small clubs? You know, that that plays a role too for you probably. Exactly, yeah. in the packages that you're you're you know touring with and things like that. I mean. I just love, you know, music, and I think there's a really great way to combine organic and electronic at this point, and I'm trying to find that sweet spot. 
Yeah, so many so many bands are doing that. So many artists are doing that now with the pop and rock stuff, just like blurring it together, which is which is pretty cool. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, thanks for your time today. We'll let you get back to work and everything. And uh, wh- wh- who's the band that you're working on again? Give them another plug. Yeah, they're called the Amber Tide. They're from Michigan. I actually grew up with Shane, the guitar player. Um, when first started the Chiodos Brothers, um, we um would play with them locally a bunch and he reached out to me about producing this so here I am it's it's awesome it's full circle he has Chiodos Brothers stickers on his <laughs> on one of his like things so we're just reminiscing having a great time and it's it's really cool so I, I appreciate you looking out for them awesome yeah we'll definitely uh, throw a plug on the article to go along with us on our website as well so yeah man great. Uh, thank you Tim. yeah no problem thank you Craig uh, yeah good luck with all your music and thanks for your time today Dude, absolutely. Have a great day. Thank you very much.